from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge Podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast. I hope you guys have been having a great summer. And on this episode, we're talking about passing. Yes, passing. Don't turn the episode off. We're going to talk a little bit about how, why, when, where, what, and the five passes that I've been teaching more often this summer and some of the situations where I think I find it beneficial. I don't think I know I find it beneficial for players to be able to use in games. I think passing is one of the harder things to practice for players and I truly have had a hard time over the years besides making it a point of emphasis as far as just drilling it, be able to get more repetitions in with the passes that we want. Uh, but we're slowly getting better. Um, I hope we can all say that about ourselves. We're, we're you know, all a work in progress. I consider myself the same thing. And uh, I, I really do want to make passing more of an emphasis moving forward with all of our camps and not just something that we talk about and we say it's important you need to share the basketball, but uh, to really be able to put it into different situations and drills and be able to point it out and praise it when our kids use it. And um, I think anytime that those things can happen, uh, we're going to get better results with our players moving forward. So uh, let's just touch back. When you were a kid, you probably did – like the chest pass, bounce pass, you're facing a person across from you, excuse me, and there you're just passing back and forth. There's nobody in front of you. It's not realistic, right? The only time you're going to do that in a game is if there's no defense around, which is rare. Usually have somebody guarding you and somebody guarding your opponent. So there's a the passing is a lot of times it's outside of our frame. It's or it's above or it's it's low, right? But it's not through. And so as you think about these five passes that I'm going to share with you, keep that in mind. So the first pass that we've been working on this summer is our hook pass. The hook pass is, is not a running hook off balance prayer type pass. No, it's simply a pass that's high above the defense. And it's when your body isn't squared up to the person you're passing to. So you're, if I'm passing to my left, my left shoulder is, is facing the more or less the person that I'm passing to and I'm hooking it, meaning the ball is on my right side and I'm passing over top of my head hook pass, right? This is really good. If you run a lot of ball screens and you have somebody that can pick and pop off that ball screen, hook passes is a really good pass to use there. Hook pass is also a really good pass to use off a ball screen. If you run say a wing ball screen, and you got somebody in the corner who's lifting out of the corner because somebody's going to tag the, the roller on the help. And so being able to be on the left wing, get a ball screen, take a dribble or two to the right, say the right elbow area, and you see the left corner lifting up to the left wing that you just left, and you throw that hook pass across for a three. That's a great pass to have. And you're also going to see it uh, occasionally in – transition, fast break situations as far as being able to draw a defensive player, just being able to pass over top of a defender, one of those two-on-one low paint situations and be able to make that hook pass. So a very common pass. We try to make that happen quite a bit, and that's a common one. 
So with a lot of these passes, we try to progress it from with our older players, we, we go right on the move. So we'll have a player like drive, get on the move, throw the hook pass, and then chase behind. And then that person will then drive, throw the hook pass to them, and then they'll chase behind and they kind of get into like a racetrack type motion. So we'll do a little bit of that with our five passes. With our younger players, we might start stationary because these passes that I'm breaking down, for the most part, they're on the move. With the hook pass, we're not really trying to stop and then throw the pass because, as you know, if somebody stops, holds the basketball, and then passes, that's a bad pass. It's a it's a rough situation. Like There's been that pause, that big hesitation. You picked your dribble up, paused, and then got into your pass. That's not a pass who is very decisive, efficient, or effective when it comes to actual game play. So when it comes to four out of these five passes, they're immediate passes. You picked it up and you got into your pass. And then we'll explain the the fifth one as well. So the hook pass is a big one. As mentioned before, the, the drill progression we might use. For younger kids, we might start stationary. For older kids, we'll start on the move right away. For our younger kids, we'll go stationary, then we'll go on the move. And then we'll point out the situations to use it in a game. I take that back. We always point out the situation to use it in a game because you need to explain the why, especially with passing, because who wants to be like, man, I mean, we have had a few kids at our camps, but we're at, as I'm recording this, we're eight weeks through our camps. We've worked with over 800 players this summer and we'll have camps and ask kids, what's something you want to get better at? I think I've had two kids say they want to get better at passing this summer which is an all-time high. So just think about that. I've had two kids tell me they want to get better at passing this summer, and that's an all-time high. So you got to explain the reasoning, the rationale behind how important it is for these passes, and then try to make it fun as well. And I think we do make it fun with some of the drills that we have, and they're pretty fast-paced. We'll do competitions with passing, like first team to make six passes wins. We'll do like this racetrack format. So it's like work on a rip, drive, make the pass, right? Okay, and then we can make competition out of that. And then we'll go small side of games out of it where we're explaining all these passes. Hey, here's what you're looking for. Here's when you would use it. And then when a kid does use it, we praise them, right? And we point out, that's what we just worked on. That's what we just worked on. That's how you go, right? That's how you work out. You know, praise them. And they're like, oh, okay, like I get it. So you paint the picture of those game situations in the beginning, but you get some reps up. And then we try it out. And that's what we've been doing this summer. I think it's been working pretty well. Number two. So number one was hook pass. Number two is our pocket pass. This one is, I mean, nothing new, but very useful. And as much as you see it at higher levels of the game, I don't know if it's practiced at the younger levels as much. So we've been practicing at the younger levels. We've been practicing with really young kids um, and a lot with like fifth grade and up. Uh, but we've, I think we've done a little with even kids younger than that although we don't usually work with the kids that young. So with the pocket pass, if you're in a ball screen situation and you're hitting the short roll, pocket pass is great there. You might have drop coverage with the big in the paint, and you might have your on-ball defender who's fighting over the top, and there's that gap in between. You throw that pocket pass to the big on a short roll. That's a really good one. It could also be used when there's two players back on a fast break, and you've beat the initial player at the top on a, as there are two defenders back on the fast break and you're starting to see the second defender help up 
and front rim. And there's the gap between those two defenders. So if I'm driving to my left in transition along the left lane line, and I've kind of gotten the first defender on my shoulder and the back line defender is protecting the rim and there's that gap between those two. I got a teammate flying across on the other lane line. That's a great time to use a pocket pass as well. All right. And there's others, but those are two, those are two really big ones. And at the very least that pass across our body is something that we can always practice. We want to feel comfortable in that position. Hey, you're driving to the right. Oh, look, somebody's open to the left and just right off of the, right off the dribble, snapping that pass across. Right with it's just it's almost like a dribble that's going to somebody else. I mean that's how fluid we want to make that pocket pass. Right, you see the pocket pass all the time at the NBA level, but we want to you know make it fluid at every level. So again, explaining the situations, not just the how you would do something. I mean I think it's pretty um, elementary for somebody to just show you how to do something, but to explain the why, the situation, right, the the when you would do it. Uh, the locations on the court you would do it and and then break that down for the kids helps them a lot so two is pocket pass number five is your wraparound pass this one is much harder to practice out of these five passes that i'm going to share with you i think the wraparound pass is the hardest and you know you that wraparound pass where you're driving to the basket this is where i'm thinking but you're driving to the basket and you've drawn that last defender over to you they're tight. And so we're literally wrapping our arm, our hand around them. The ball is wrapping around the defensive player to get to the offensive player. So again, this wraparound pass might be I'm on the left side of the pane or the block area and the defenders sliding over from my right and I'm wrapping the basketball around them. So my basketball, my arm, everything would be going along the baseline, baseline side underneath that defender. That's your wraparound pass. That one's tough to practice. I mean, you can you really got to use your imagination on that one. So for that specific one, we found much more success um, doing it live. But we have had some drills where, like, we'll give a dribble handoff at the top of the key, and then those two players after the handoff are going to the rim, running along the lane lines, and the ball handler is imagining or will put a coach sometimes a step out there so they can actually pass around the physical body. I mean, if you have more coaches, that makes it – you don't have to use your imagination anymore. There's the, there's a coach that you can wrap around pass or an extra defender. And they could throw that wrap around pass back to them. Kid gets a layup. So um, paint the picture of that drill, you know, ball handler starts at one block. Teammate starts at the other block. They both one dribbles up. The other one runs along the other lane line. They meet at the top of the key, got your hand off. They curl back on the opposite sides, dribbling down, running along the, the lane lines, work on that wrap around pass. That's number five. That's a really good pass to have in your game. Number four, this one is the one that the kids have had the most fun with. And maybe it's just because kids have never been told like, Hey, you could actually throw this pass and that's throwing a lot. All right. I know depending on what, where you go, this is a common pass. There's other places you go where this is like, Hey, we can't throw that pass. You don't do that. Right. That's not part of our brand of basketball is throwing a lot, but what I'm trying to, explain to our kids is if you throw the ball to a spot that only your teammate can get it, that's a good pass, right? Because we don't want to turn the basketball over. So if I'm throwing it to a spot up somewhere where my teammate simply has to jump up and get it, and maybe it's not a dunk, maybe it's not a tip in, maybe they simply go up, get the ball, come back down and land, and then they go to work. 
that's still a good pass. And I think that we get in the habit of, okay, it's flashy. Okay, our, our kids can't tip it in immediately. So because of those things, it's a bad pass. If I get the basketball to my teammate in a good spot, it's a good pass, right? They don't have to dunk it or tip it in. They could come back down with it, right? And, and so to be able to explain that to our kids has helped. And for some of them, especially like we've worked with some girls, and this is nothing against girls, but we've, we've worked with girls who they don't want to jump out on the court. Now, if you've ever seen girls volleyball, those girls are jumping out of the gym, right? So I'm, I'm like, girls, I know you can jump. I know you can jump because when you ever play volleyball, you all jumping out of the gym. So jump and go get this ball, right? Jump and go get this ball. So we could do a stationary. We could do it on the move. We could do it uh, two on O with a handoff coming back into a lob. We could do partner drills where we're sliding across, starting at the three-point line or the elbows, and we're practicing. We're just you can only throw a lob pass back and forth to your partner, back and forth to your partner until one of them gets to the basket, and then they make the shot. And there's so many. We we've had other ones where like we throw down the block, and then that you run to the basket. That person lobs it back. We try to lay it up, or whatever. There's fun ways that you can do it, but. The biggest thing for me is to encourage kids to be aggressive, to go get the basketball, to try to catch it with two hands, to try to land on balance with two feet. And that's what we've done with our younger kids, which also almost turns into like a rebounding drill. The kid that's passing is working on their pass. The kids are catching. It's like they're working on rebounding. And we, we work on that, that soft lob pass. Player has to jump up. And we're emphasizing, hey, catch it with two hands and trying to land on two feet. And so what I mean by that is when they land, they can pivot with their landing. But if you take that extra step, it's a travel, right? And so we're, we're talking to them about, hey, it's not enough just to catch this ball. When you land with that basketball, we can't travel with it, right? Understand your, your, your spatial awareness and trying to land on balance. And if you do land one, two, right, which most of the time we're going to land one, two, the first foot to hit, that's your pivot foot, right? So that second foot to hit, that one can move on the floor multiple times and you haven't traveled and we work on that. So that lob is a fun one that we've uh, been working on this year. And then obviously we, we can work on little two-on-one small-sided games, two-on-two small-sided games that are pretty advantageous for throwing all of these passes, really, not just the lob. The fifth pass is our pivot pass. This is the only one out of these five that is not passing essentially on the move or it's that immediate quick pass. Because the pivot pass, our initial direction, initial option, something was cut off. Something stopped us. It caused us to get into the pivot or the jump stop. And from there, we make a pivot. We create a new angle, a new way to protect, and then we pass the basketball out. And that that pivot passes is crucial for every single level of basketball. And we talk about front foot pivots, reverse pivots, having the ability to pivot off of either foot, pivot and pass with your left hand, pivot and pass with your right hand, being able to pass fake or shot fake, and then get your pass. These are huge. And then you, you can obviously work on the pivot before you've even dribbled the basketball as well. But to also paint the picture of the situation has been huge for us where Say, hey, when you drive, 
you don't have that pass going forward into a kick out. You don't have that pass across into a pocket or a hook or a lob or a wraparound. You get in trouble. Get to two feet. Ball security is key. Don't panic. Pivot. Get out of it. And look for your receivers. And a lot of times that's an inside-out pass, which is a really good pass. Inside-out three is money, right? A higher percentage of shots from the three-point line are made when it's inside-out. Now, those are some well-known stats. So for us to be able to teach that in many different situations, explain the why, make games out of it, making it fun. You know, when we're trying to be competitive without defense, we'll put a time to it. We'll put a score to it. And when we add defense, uh, obviously we're praising when we do see that pass that we've been working on or talking about being made with our with our kids celebrating that pass even more so than the shot, right? When, when a kid scores a basket and you're like, oh, that pass, man, that pass. I mean, that gets them fired up. That gets kids want, wanting to share the basketball more. So those are the five passes that we've been working on a lot this summer. If there's some other ones that you love, please let me know. We've also worked on a lot of dribble handoffs and pitches, um, but I didn't want to put them in that this category. So hook pass, pocket pass, wraparound pass, lob pass, and our pivot pass have been the, the five big passes that we've really worked on. And uh, I think we've done a decent job of kids enjoying it, but I'm always trying to do better. So if you have some small-sided games, emphasis on passing, you know, feel free to share them out. Let me know. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see what I can continue to learn about uh, sharing the sugar and passing the basketball. We hope you guys have been enjoying the Coach's Edge podcast. We've had a ton of listeners in July. Appreciate all you guys. And if there's anything I can do for you um, as far as uh, topics on the podcast, interviews, we'll get in more interviews, especially as we get into the fall, uh, or anything with our membership, coachesedge.coach. I'm starting to wind down a very busy summer camp schedule. As I'm recording this, I'm in a hotel in Ohio right now. Um, which has been the case a lot for me this this summer. So, um, but I'm looking forward to getting back home very soon and uh, kicking up the podcast and digging even more into serving our coaches edge coach members as uh, the busy season for me winds down and the really busy busy season for you starts to kick up. Thanks again for listening and get after it today.